Thanks to Indeed for supporting the Apple Bits XL. Right now, small businesses have to be more efficient than ever. Every hire is critical. So go to Indeed, the number one job site in the world. Get a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash AppleBits. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. All right, everybody, let's get to the show. Oh, yeah. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. It's the Apple Bits XL. Brian Tong here, your host, with the most for everything good and bad inside the world of Apple. We've got a great show today because we have a special guest because obviously you all know there was a huge Apple event earlier this week. I waited a couple days just to let the dust settle, and I'm glad I did because then we also got the latest iOS 14, iPadOS 14, tvOS 14, and watchOS 7 drops. So we're going to talk all about it. Special guest, Lance Yulinoff, who's a friend of the show, is going to join us in a bit. But before we get to that, look, we got to do some business here. This show is all about you all. I thank you so much for your support. Patreon.com slash Brian Tong is how you can support this. Starting at $2 a month, $5 a cup of coffee, 10 25 the $100 platinum level, but it gives you early access to my content like this show. It gives you benefits at different levels and a completely ad-free version of the podcast. No ads whatsoever. So thanks for, again, all of you have already supported and just allowing me to continue to do this. It's just crazy. And I can't say thank you enough. So patreon.com slash Brian Tong is how you support the show. You know that you all make this show what it is. So I encourage you to call in, even though we have a long breakdown of all the news that happened, I'm taking voicemails in this episode. So all you have to do is, again, record a voice memo, send it along to applebitsshow at gmail.com. That's applebits with a Z your name, where you're from, the point you want to talk about. We've got a ton of great stuff from you all talking about your reactions from the keynotes as well. So let's just jump right into this. Here's all the talk about the Apple event, everything they announced, and the latest iOS, tvOS, iPadOS, watchOS drops with myself and Lance Yulinoff. All right, everybody. I always have to bring back the good ones on the show. Lance Yulinoff, our tech expert in the house. He's been on the show before. You know what we're going to talk about, everybody. We got all the Apple event stuff, and then iOS, iPadOS, tvOS. They just dropped Lance. Welcome to the show, bro. Thanks for having me back. We always, always love it. So, you know, it's Apple dropped a bomb on us of stuff. Now, maybe not the most kind of groundbreaking things. We didn't get the iPhone that people were hoping to see, even though many, you know, on our side were like, it's not going to come, but still, (laughs) still some solid contributions. But before we get to that, just because the time of this and new things have popped up and we want to be as up to date as possible, um, Apple officially released iOS 14, iPad OS 14, TV OS 14 and watch OS 7. And sure, it came a little later than we normally expected um, yesterday. And people are like freaking out on the timelines, like, where is it? Where's my where's my iOS? <laughs> um, but I wanted to ask you about it. You know, you and I have both been using the beta for a while. I personally love it. Um, there's only a, maybe a few things, but I think overall, it's a it's a really, really nice improvement. So I just kind of wanted to get your take on it overall first. Yeah, well, first of all, it was probably iOS 14 and um, iPadOS 14, and I did not uh, test uh, WatchOS 7 They're until dying. Dying. Uh, until over the last like 24 hours. <laughs> but um, I have to say that these uh, these platforms, these these OSs, were so stable from yes. the get go. Yes, uh, I had very few. I think the thing that tripped me up the most early on were all the permissions. So. 
iOS 14 and iPadOS 14 ask you permission for more things than mm-hmm. any mm-hmm. platforms I've ever used before. It's like constantly like, is it okay if they look at your photos? Is it okay if they do this? Is so your your first experience with it is all these questions that you have to you know answer for every app and every activity you do, and that can throw you a little bit. But otherwise, just smooth sailing. I am actually on iOS 14, a big fan of the new home screen. It's so funny because, uh, you know, I tweeted something this morning uh, with a little bit of a screen capture of just organizing it with the new widgets, the stack of, you know, just taking it, putting pictures and stuff. And just, I said, who knew uh, home screen could be fun. Mm -hmm. And boy, did like everybody, well, do you remember Windows Phone? Do you remember Palm? Do you remember Android? had it from 2008. I'm like, dudes. First of all, I've used every single one of these operating systems since the beginning, all of them. I've touched all of them and some of them really deeply. And they know exactly <laughs> what they did and didn't do. Uh, and, you know, some were good. Windows tiles, good. Mm-hmm. But that's dead. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why are we talking about a dead platform? You know, meanwhile, this is here now. This is fun and easy to use. And if you compare it to Android 11, which, by the way, has tons of flexibility, it's still a little bit more user friendly. But you know, there's certainly parity there, but in any case, I get a big kick out of the widgets. Um, I think that the 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 changes are a combination of radical and subtle, and that if you want, your iOS can look your your Apple iPhone can look the same as it ever does. But if you'd like, you can really kind of amp things up and mix it up and do all sorts of things and really, you know, focus in on that uh, the app library and, you know, the 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 stackable widgets. I love stackable widgets, by the way. And that's mm, yes, been I thought that was su- one I of my love favorite that discoveries. I love that too. You can just kind of swipe through a few of them and just kind of look at different things. Um, you know, I I'm a hundred percent in agreement with you. I think that a lot of times with iOS, we've been accustomed to be like, oh, it has this new feature and that new feature, but. It never really, at least in the past, let's say, I guess I would say arguably three or four years, it's never cosmetically changed where it, you know, a lot of times the the general consumer, they want it to really feel different. And right. to your point, you can use it exactly the same as you did before, or you can really start making it feel different and feel like your own. And that that's, that's not the easiest kind of line to balance. And I think iOS 14 does just an amazing job of kind of appealing to people who want it the same appealing to people who want some new stuff. And yes, we'll say it one more time. We know that widgets have been in Android forever, but they haven't been this elegant. They haven't fit on a screen in this kind of the way that it's all, you know, those nice rounded corner squares and kind of rectangles that, that, that snap in the place where you don't have awkward shaped widgets that are shaped like a cloud that kind of look cool, but then you can only put, it might take up three fourths of a row on an Android phone. We're here. Everything just fits in a place really nicely. There's something to be said about that. Right. And, and not for nothing, you know, you still have a situation where a, a number of Android manufacturers are putting their own skins on top of Android. So the experience is different across phones. I mean, you, you have to people must remember that iOS is iOS is iOS across every single iPhone. It's the same. If, as long as you have the same version, it's the same. But when you're on Android, uh, it's a little bit different if you're on Samsung. It's a little bit different if you're on the Pixel. It's a little bit different if you're on OnePlus. And and that discontinuity is one of the things that always shakes me up a little bit because I'll realize that I like some skin, some Android skin better than I like this other version of Android. You know, I'm a big fan fan of actually uh, Oxygen and mm-hmm. Oxygen OS. I think they've done a really good job. Uh, but 
that is, it's a really different world um, in the Android space. So it's hard sometimes to argue because you're not arguing from a single point, as opposed to when you're talking about iOS, you know what you're talking about. Um, I was going to say, by the way, the one of the other things that I noticed about iOS 14 that I think they've done a good job of is making it a tiny bit less modal in that when you do something, for example, like access Siri, you're not thrown into Siri world and pulled away from what you're doing. You get to sort of have it in situ, like with whatever you're doing. And similarly, you can now have picture in picture. So you're not, if you have to switch off from the video, but you still want the video going, it can still be there, but you can do something else. It's not consistent across all the apps, but you know, I think that whatever rough edges exist in iOS, I feel like 14, iOS 14 is smoothing those out too. Yeah, absolutely. Even, you know, to your point, some of the the kind of compact aspects of the OS where instead of Siri taking up a full screen or instead of when you get a phone call, it takes up a full screen. When they, when you start, when you realize, oh yeah, some people are like, oh, I never even thought about that. Others like, why are you taking over my screen? But now as I've gotten a few calls here and there, I'm like, that is such a subtle thing that has existed in a lot of other platforms forever. And maybe they take it for granted, but for an iOS user, you're just like, this is beautiful. Like, I love this right, right. now. Thank you, you know? Right. And then not everything is a war. You know, it's not It's not like, well, we did that. You know, other platforms had that. I don't care. If you're an <laughs> iOS user, you appreciate the change. You're not saying they're going, oh, but someone else had it first. Maybe I should feel guilty. I mean, what, do, what are you supposed <laughs> to say to that? Yeah, the only, I will say this. I would say the only thing that actually bothers me in iOS 14, the only thing is just that the way that they've arranged the icons now, kind of swapping through the different pages, they just have that gap of space is really big. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like right above the dot. Yes. That's the only thing that, it to me, it doesn't need to be that big. And I get it. They're like, look, most people won't even know if you hold down on those dots, you can kind of quickly scroll through the pages instead of just swiping one by one. It's kind right. of an accelerated way to, to scroll through them. But I still don't think it needs to be that big. I think even on larger phones, it almost looks like, you could fit another row of apps on there. And so, you know, maybe maybe they find some sort of happy medium, but it just it just looks like I'm missing a row of apps now. That's the only well, thing I really think bothers me about iOS 14. Yeah, I wonder if, I mean, again, they, you know, they have to design this interface totally, totally. For, for screens that go down to, what size is the, uh, the iPhone 8, uh, the iPhone SE? Now 4. it's 4.7. Is it 4. Yeah, 4.7. So I think that's, that's tough because it's going to be, you realize how different it's going to look mm-hmm, on those mm-hmm, tiny mm-hmm, phones. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so used to having something that's larger, but I understand it's, I spent some time last uh, summer just trying to learn a little bit about iPhone, iOS programming. And uh, it was hard, but I, one of the things <laughs> I learned about was try, how the system can sort of auto adjust for these different screen sizes, but you really have to build all that in. And it's, it's a, it's a heavy duty trick. So I'm sure with iOS, it's, even though Apple's building this stuff, it's it's the more variety they give their consumers, the harder it becomes to create a truly consistent experience. Yeah, you know, I, I do want to talk about the biggest feature in iOS 14 that doesn't even have to do with the phones. It has to do with the AirPods. And uh, I don't know if you've, have you? The spatial, have you, you're talking about spatial audio? Oh, you know I'm talking about spatial audio, baby. You know, it's AirPods funny. Pro. I haven't, I, it's weird. I guess I haven't tried it. Uh, maybe because I don't watch, I mean, I watch video on my phone and stuff, but not that like I tend to like, if I'm scrolling through a lot of TikToks, I'll have my AirPods in so I can hear the audio, but I don't do a lot of like, you know, big screen experiences on it. Mm-hmm. 
so I haven't had a chance to experience it. I mean, I get the idea of it. Uh, I think it's great. You know, I'm a big fan of AirPods, especially AirPods Pros, uh, because, uh, you know, they really do a good job of uh, active noise cancellation. So I'm kind of excited about it, but I think maybe if I spent more time traveling yeah, and yeah. watching like on like the sense. iPad, like I used to and stuff, I don't do that anymore. I, I yeah. don't go none of us, None of us do. Okay, so here's here's, first of all, I definitely need you to try it because it literally creates like it feels like you all of a sudden added like three or four new speakers into your little AirPods Pro. And again, right now for people that are um, trying to figure out, oh, how do I do it? You basically the firmware on your AirPods Pro and actually um, AirPods 2, I believe AirPods 2 don't support spatial audio, but we'll talk about hand right. in a second. Um, but AirPods Pro you know, you plug it in, you connect them to your phone, your phone needs to have iOS 14. And then sometimes it happens without you knowing, eventually the firmware kind of gets updated in the background for the AirPods Pro. You don't, you actually can't force it, but it, it'll, it'll eventually get updated. But once you, once you have it, you know, I tried, what was really fun is I tried it on my phone. I was watching um through the Apple TV app. Um, it typically, it sounds like it's working with apps that support Dolby Atmos. So HBO right. Max supports it. Um, Disney that Plus sense. that has it, but not all apps like YouTube, I don't believe has support for it yet. Um, and the way to really experience it is that if you're watching a video or whatnot, um, if you go into the control center and you pull down, when you look at your little volume, you actually have to just do a long press on that little volume taskbar. And then you'll mm-hmm. see a little button that allows you to toggle on spatial audio on or off. So if you just watch something on Apple TV Plus and toggle that on or off, you'll hear the difference and then you'll realize okay, they just opened up a whole new world without you having to pay a single cent for it. And that's probably why it really just like, they just enhanced not my AirPods Pro. And I'm like, I was kind of actually poo-pooing the AirPods Pro a little bit because one of them, I don't know if this happens to you, but I've been talking to a lot of people and a good amount of people have it where if you're wearing AirPods Pro for a long time, you talk a long time, like for whatever reason, typically like the left ear like gets loose and you have to readjust it or it pops out. Has that happened to you at all? Do you know what I'm talking about or not? I've only, I mean, I mean, I wear them a lot. I do like every single, you know, I'm home a lot. So I do a lot of yard work Mm -hmm. and, or I do a lot of house cleaning and I'm always wearing them for like an hour or two hours. And, uh, I don't find that they come out, um, you know, not with it, you know, cause I've tried a lot of other different, uh, earbuds, you know, I tried the, the one plus buds and just all of them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, none of them stay in actually as well as the pros. So, uh, I haven't go. had that. I have not had, uh, that issue. I mean, I'm a huge fan of them, but, you know, cause I listen to so many podcasts. Oh, that's I mean, my go-to great. thing. Oh, that's good. That's yeah. good. I mean, they're, they're still amazing. I think the other thing that I wanted to, you know, and try everything out, like in tvOS 14, you can now select it to, you know, jump and use your AirPods. Like it's an easy way to just connect it. It's in a little utility. Um, but what was fun about that is not only do you get spatial audio, but when you navigate the menus on tvOS, so let's say, you know, those icons on the bottom of apps yeah. and you scroll left or right. Well, if yeah. you scroll all the way to the far left, you hear that audio cue, that boop, boop, boop on your left side. When you move to oh, the middle, great. the sound moves to the middle. When you pull to the icon on the far right, you only hear it on the right. 
So it, yeah, I've got, just stuff see, like that's kind of cool. To do, you I'm, know, I'm look, giving I've you stuff, stuff to, do. to do after this. After this podcast, I'm literally going to be trying this stuff out. Maybe I'll maybe I'll put on like you know I've been going through some of the MCU stuff on yes, uh, yes. you know my my too. So maybe I'll try some of that. I mean, uh, you know, you, you really love to have a good sound experience because uh, my sound experience on my TV still isn't great. It's it's damn impressive that the fact that the sound that these can now produce just by that little firmware update. I, th- I think you'll like it. So definitely try it out. So I definitely want people to check that out. And then the other thing with iOS 14, non-related to the phone is handoff. Have you been able to play with handoff that much? No, not much. Not okay. much. So that's the other one where let's say I'm using my phone and right. I'm watching, watching a movie. And then I go to my iPad and I play a YouTube video. It knows basically which device has the priority of how you're moving from one to another. And it automatically just changes the audio source without you having to go into any menu or utility. It does it on the fly, whether it's between your laptop, your iPad, or your iPhone. Let's I was watching my iPhone and then I told I mean I was watching a movie on the iPad. I told my girlfriend to call my iPhone. And then once I accepted the call on the phone, it switched the audio over. And I was just like, man, that's a that's a game changer yeah, that's if you're in the ecosystem. Smart. It's 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 it's, it's a long and time it, over to you. Yeah, and it's you know it's something Apple recognizes that people have multiple um, Apple devices, and it's just a really smart move and makes you know again anything they do that enhances the ecosystem mm-hmm. experiences is one it's great for the end user, but it's also a really smart move for Apple as a company. You see products as cohesive, and you really just want to add to that experience. By the way, I wondered if you had tried the translation yet. No, I have but, not. Okay, tell me, have you? It's, yeah, it's really cool. Because <laughs> it's basically uh, like so I set it up the other day to do Chinese yeah. and um, like you can like talk and it will auto translate to the language. And if somebody speaks in Chinese, it would auto translate to English. Like it would, so it's it's kind of like this this universal trans communicator uh, and it does it. You know, you've got this great visual you know, that you can see. So like the, the, the easiest thing would be, so you go to another country and you say, you know, how do I get to Versailles? And it says it in the language that you want to that person. And when they say their response, you get the English back. Uh, just smart, easy, really visual, nice. Uh, you can do it in landscape mode. So I like that. Uh, you know, and, and obviously it'd be cooler if we were all traveling around the world, but yeah, um, for sure can still be helpful in more local situations that's i mean i i definitely want to try that because is the mic does the mic stay active or do you have to hold a button down to record all the time or do, so do you know what i'm no, saying no no it was just uh you know as i recall and i did this just like last week i was playing with it um when it was running because i had it running i didn't have to hold anything oh, that's beautiful I just just kind of did it I just had to choose the languages, you know, like yeah. what language am I translating to, to and from. That's that's really sweet. Okay, well, I'll try that um, in my own home. Uh, I guess English to English probably wouldn't be the best thing to <laughs> test that out on. But uh. <laughs> Well, it's cool. To, I was like, because I wanted to, I was saying, uh, you know, I was saying like, hello. And then I'd hear how it sounds in Chinese. I'd say, thank you very much. And I'd hear how it sounds in Chinese. And then I, you know, did like, where's the bathroom? So I was, <laughs> I was just trying like. I could learn Chinese this way. Yeah, yeah, that's that's super cool. Um, and, I guess it's Mandarin. I'm assuming it's Mandarin Chinese because that's like one of the most widely spoken yeah. languages. I haven't. I mean, I, I can't remember how many they supported out of the gates. Was it around twelve or sixteen? Something around there. Something but, like that. Yeah, I something think. around there. Okay, so uh, gotta get your verdict. iOS fourteen, good Apple, great Apple, bad Apple, meh Apple. Where do you stand on this? 
great. Yeah. Great. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's funny. I said to my wife, uh, I said, how long is it going to be before you allow your phone to upgrade to iOS 14? Cause she's, she's always a laggard, but meanwhile, my kids, they both just upgraded. They didn't even wait. Um, so I think the word of mouth on this, yeah. this platform is actually really good. Yeah. It's like you said, the betas were incredibly stable, which was really surprising as a user like me. I typically will wait two, three days before I put it on my actual driver phone, but because the betas were so good, um, I I didn't I felt completely comfortable just launching the, on this thing day one. So um, I I love it. It's a it's a really 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 good OS. I have I have little to no complaints about it. Okay, so let's get on to Apple's announcements. That even though it feels like it was a week ago, it was really just like a couple days ago. Yeah. So they had their Apple event. Time flies. Again, I think these events they're just so well done. I get like going to a live event and, you know, part of it is mingling, having face-to-face connections with some of, you know, your peers and the PR people. But these are, these are just so well-produced every time I see them. Yeah, they, they did a great job. Um, I did, you know, beforehand I was ruminating on it. I actually wrote something because, you know, the time I wrote this other piece, I thought we were still going to see an iPhone uh, 12. And mm-hmm. I was kind of just saying, you know, it's just an iPhone and a lot of other <laughs> stuff going on in this, you know, it's just a phone. It's like the world is like going insane and you mm-hmm. have to put it in perspective. But I was also kind of uh, lamenting the loss of of those events and in being there in person. It is weird. It's just um, uh, in some ways it's easier to cover an event like this from here. I've got three screens. I'm sitting at a comfortable chair. You know, I don't have something in my lap. I'm not juggling a camera. <laughs> I'm doing it all from like screen capture and stuff. And that was easier. Uh, but it definitely felt different. I miss the people, miss like being around folks, that buzz of, of the, 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 just the electric energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, from a broader perspective, this was kind of a big deal that Apple had in the middle of September on the, I basically what is the iPhone day did not launch an iPhone. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's a significant thing that they you know, that, Times have changed. They've had to react to supply chain difficulties. They told us this was going to happen. And and so we had sort of this second, this other set of stuff that would usually not necessarily lead. Uh, and it still went well. It was still interesting. I think that uh, the iPhone, the um, the Apple Watch and the, uh, the iPads, uh, they're cool updates. They're exciting and fun. But the more important uh, product launches uh, are probably uh, Apple One and Fitness Plus. Yeah, I think that's great that you bring it up. You know, we'll we'll talk about the products because I think for the most part, the general consensus is the products are nice. They're nice upgrades. Nothing stellar, nothing standard. And, you know, arguably, yes, we know the Apple Watch is one of their really true flagship products. This This could have arguably been a press release, quite honestly, but... I think by combining it and then really showcasing the services, um, you you kind of have to sometimes release things so that you can talk about other things. And um, we'll talk a little bit about the hardware in a little bit, but because you brought up the services first, what of the two, which one were you most impressed with? Well, I'm most excited about Apple One. I've been talking about this. I've been saying that Apple <laughs> needs this for a long time. As True. the number of services that Apple offered grew and people were signing up, you know, news and music and games and cloud services that just, you know, TV Plus goes on and on. And they're like, 
pay us for each one of these individually, you know, when, you know, when they're competing with Amazon and Amazon Prime. Uh, so I was very excited to finally see it happen. I think that this is a good start. It's not where they need to be. In particular, uh, the iCloud offerings are still anemic compared to where I think they have to be. Uh, they, ha- you know, they have to recognize that especially families are eating more than uh, <laughs> 50 gigs and 200 gigs is not enough. I mean, they're, they're, you know, we're a terabyte family we're, and you know, we can't live without two terabytes of storage. And that doesn't, that's not even all of our storage. I mean, I have other stuff. My documents are all in OneDrive with Microsoft. So, you know, it, the idea that um, that's going to be enough is 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 kind of off, but I feel like this is the first step. It'll get better. Uh, I think it may be a bit of a push to squeeze Fitness Plus in there so quickly mm. uh, because it's an unproven service. No one really knows about it. Um, but I also think it's going to help services like TV Plus and news. So it's a very important thing that they've done. But you certainly couldn't make that the lead because who would come to an event <laughs> where the lead was a service bundle? That doesn't make sense. Hey, they look to me. I think that they leaned into the fact that people and general um, audiences were expecting to see an iPhone at this event. I had plenty of people that were disappointed and mad that there wasn't an iPhone event. Even <laughs> yeah. if I told them there wasn't going to be an iPhone. I know. I, I had know. plenty of people that said before the event, you're wrong. I know there's going to be an iPhone here. today, right? <laughs> right, right. Like just directly just calling it out. And the interesting thing about that is their logo when they tease this and they said time flies, you know, now that I look back on it, I was like, Oh, time flies. It's a watch. And it was a watch. But because it was time flies and there's a flight of a time of flight sensor in the iPhone and people started hammering me on this like, Mm -hmm. no, it's not about a watch. Time flies is a time of flight sensor. It's an iPhone 12. I think that that's deliberate in keeping the mystique of the idea that an iPhone could be coming. I didn't think about it because we're so, you know, when you cover this a lot more intimately, you kind of know what to expect. But then I thought if I was someone who just checks out uh, Apple news, maybe once every couple of weeks and just wants to know when the next event is, I would have totally thought there was going to be an iPhone at this event. And so, yeah, you're right. It, it works. It worked in the favor. Like they're not going to say, uh, uh ser- service is wonderful. Right. Or so, something stupid like that. Right. Like we, I mean, I, I think I, I agree with you hundred percent that there's, there's clearly a subtext to what they put there and that it's a little bit more of uh it's a kickoff of the product season mm-hmm. it's not just a singular message but at the same time i have to admit i didn't get it at first i didn't you know i took time flies as just passage of time you know i did not and it took me about and i'm going to be 100 percent honest with you this is how embarrassing this, this is this. um i'm like gonna be a phone gonna be a phone gonna be a phone and i'm talking to my wife and i say gonna be a phone and she goes is it? I go, what? She goes, oh, I just read that it's not going to be a phone. I was like, what are you talking about? So then I'm like, now I had been, there was two days where I'd been kind of offline and not really reading stuff. I'd had some other stuff going on. So I, I go back and I start doing it and do a little research. And then I take another look at the invite and I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. And I was like, oh, my wife is right. Dear God, this she doesn't write about technology. 
And she's right. And it became, I became then certain of what was good because I realized how I had just completely missed all the signals. <laughs> and uh, so I was more prepared beforehand during the days leading up to it because of that discussion. And I had similar to you in that, by that point, I was having discussions saying to people, nope, don't look like it. And uh, I will be surprised, but I don't see it happening. And uh, so, yeah, it was, uh, it was humbling to say the least, because my wife led the way. Hey, you know, uh, what you said a little nugget in there that my wife was right, and that that's why you're still here with us today, Lance. <laughs> that, that's why you're still here. Um, th- the other thing that, you know, when we talk about these services, you brought up some points that didn't occur to me because, look, I don't have a family yet, and I looked at the storages, I'm like, yeah, I'm good with that, and the thing is that I'm not an Apple Music person, so for right now... I'm not going to be a person who jumps into Apple one, even if, cause I'm old school. I still do the manual sync to my computer just cause I trust the fact that all my oh files my are God. there. I know that's, I, I don't know. I'm one of those dinosaur guys. And I'm there like, are other people who do that. I have not. I literally just on, on Twitter <laughs> telling somebody that, that cause they said to me, oh, I think I'll sync up to iTunes. And I went, you do what? <laughs> What's it? What? Cause I haven't done it. I don't, I have not opened iTunes or touched it in years. <laughs> and so it's a really, cause having been somebody who's tested iPhones for, for many generations now, I used to run into issues where it'd be like, you can't have any more devices mm-hmm. because I had so many devices uh, authorized with my iTunes account. And so uh, that was a problem until I stopped having to use iTunes and now it's no longer a problem. <laughs> That's uh, Your reaction was truly genuine, like, oh my God, I you're the, you're the one person I actually know, know who actually does that. I know. <laughs> I, I'm that guy. But you know, the, to your point of this cloud storage, yeah, if you look at a family plan, 200 gigs for four people, let's say the rough estimate, even three people, that's not enough. I mean, your no. phone, most phones are 100, at least, you know, yeah, they have the 64 gig models. But reality is after you install apps and the OS, you're, you're always telling people go up to the next level. It's worth it, photos. And it, and it is. So that is pretty small and the other thing you talked about, like this is the first offering, you know, I have a lot of people that are saying, why can't we, eventually I hope that you can kind of customize your plans a little more. I get why they're doing what they're doing now and they want to keep it easy and it to make sense, but they can absolutely do more here. Yeah, I think they can do more. And they're also, you know, Apple is sort of like the premium uh, company and, and all of their services are a little bit more expensive than everybody else's. You know, the deal that I've always gotten with Amazon Prime has always felt like a better deal for some reason. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think they, I felt like they gave me more for less. And Apple's giving me you know, a little bit of a better deal, but not yet an incredible one. So, you know, I think that uh, they're going to probably, you know, run this a year, see how people react. And next year, we'll see some important adjustments uh, and maybe even another tier uh, of offerings. Yeah, it's true. Okay, um, we touched upon Fitness Plus, and I thought it was fascinating because when I watched it, obviously, you know, everyone's staying at home now. So everyone is doing a lot of these, not everyone, but more people are doing more workout type fitness stuff at home. And it's it's really smart because when I, they first said Apple Fitness, I'm like, who's, I literally was like, who's going to really care about this? Like, honestly. And then, cause sometimes I under for a quick moment, I'll underestimate the power of Apple's ecosystem. And then you realize, look, if 
one or two percent of their user base because it is so massive uses this it's it's already a success compared to maybe these other fitness apps that have taken five or six years to even get to a point where they can start making some decent money i think about peloton when i see apple fitness yeah but that but the reality is that peloton tends to cater to a higher end user with disposable income that is typically at least the Apple user that Apple once targeted. So there's a lot of crossover there, but you have the rest of the, let's say 80% of people that are not using a Peloton, maybe even 90% that still want some easy way to get fitness. This is, this is the type of thing that I see my sister or my mom, just because it's there giving it a shot. And not only that, then when I saw how deeply integrated it will be with someone who has an Apple watch. I'm like, okay, yeah. that's actually interesting for me now because the the metrics are basically real time all the time. That was really cool. And that's another ecosystem play right there. Yeah. And that's, that is the thing that impressed me the most being able to see your real time metrics on the same screen where yeah. you were watching the trainers guide you through very, very smart, very powerful and works with, you know, iPad, uh, iPhone, but more importantly, it works with your Apple TV. So that means on the biggest screen in your house, you can be in front of it, jumping around. You've got this nice big view of the trainers and you've got this nice big view of how you're doing you know, with your numbers. That is super important. You know, and I've said, you know, my wife has, you know, gone on to, you know, she'll use maybe the Roku and or an Apple TV and and go to YouTube and find workouts mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to work out in front of. And she has an Apple Watch. But she, all she has is how she feels, and she can look down and watch and see what her heart rate is. But to have all that be able to keep her eyes focused on the screen, I know she would love it. Uh, and so I thought it was a, it's an impressive offering. Um, again, it's a great strategic move on Apple's part. Uh, and like you said, timing is everything. People are definitely looking for ways to get their workout done at home. It isn't a, a huge extra expense of more equipment. Although they can use equipment, it says it works with third-party equipment, but they, you know, if they have an Apple Watch, and we know millions of people have Apple Watches, and we know a good number of Apple TV, and more have iPhones and, and iPads, uh, they've pretty much got all they need. They just have to decide, do they want, you know, the threshold, again, for how many different services you're going to pay for. And this is why Apple One is so important, because it is opening the door for uh, that service. It's it's kind of paving the way because somebody says, oh, it's like, why is Amazon able to launch so many different things? Because with Amazon Prime, they're kind of already in your house, right? With this, this bundled service and they kind of just throw things into it. All right. Thanks again to Indeed for sponsoring this episode. Resilience is known as the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties. This is as crucial in business, it's crucial in health, and if you're in charge of hiring, it should be in every job description. Whether you're ready to make your next important hire or need some rehiring tips, Indeed is here to help. Now, Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. So right now, 
Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash AppleBits. This is their best offer available anywhere. So go right now to Indeed.com slash AppleBits. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. The other thing is that, okay, $9.99 for a month, $79.99 for a year, but it can mm-hmm. be shared with five other family members. Yeah, that's, that's a good. That was smart. That that in itself, I'm like, okay, I'm I'm definitely gonna try this out. The the other point that sticks out to me, and I talked about Peloton, is that just last week, you know, Peloton had announced that they will finally be releasing this new bike. It's called Bike Plus that, saw that. works with an Apple Watch. So Peloton, for people that aren't familiar, they might have heard Peloton. Yeah, it's this. It's a it's an amazing platform. Um, thank goodness for the monthly plan because me and my girlfriend invested in one right before the um, quarantine and shelter in place hit. So it's been invaluable to us. But the thing is that it's an Android based operating system, and it had no gym kit, so I could never sync or really get any of the metrics from then plug them into the Apple ecosystem. Well, now you can with this new bike that's coming out. But then what I thought was interesting is that mo- most of the time Apple will would call out a partnership like that 99.9% of the time. They didn't yeah. talk about it at all. It was like it didn't even exist. And it's because now they're like, mm, we're getting enough fitness now. You're going to be in our world. And it made me pause a little bit because I feel like Apple is this huge behemoth and they really can do whatever they want. And then part of me, and it it does link into their product ecosystem, the Apple Watch, but part of me is saying, man, are you just can you let some of these other companies that have like <laughs> built these things just just let them have their cake or like do you always got to slide in and take a slice of that pie mm. all the time you know it it, well, it made to, me a little to, sad it makes to me a little be sad. fair to be fair to apple they're they're not going after every market they're they're obviously they're hyper focused on on health and fitness so much of what True. you know the the apple watch is about revolves around that uh, they're they're seeing that it's paying them dividends uh, in in that people feel truly connected to their devices, and they're just going to keep building on that. And I think that uh, you know they've it really because you know if you think about it, Apple Watch started more on the activity and fitness side. Mm-hmm. And fitness, you know, the the guy who spoke during the um, uh, the event who introduced all the, uh, the 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 fitness one, the fitness plus, and uh, he's the guy who first introduced me to the Apple Watch, mm. uh, all the fitness stuff in it. And I'll always remember him taking me on sort of a walk run around a block in New York City during a rainy day under an umbrella. <laughs> We're jogging, basically. And he's explaining how the watch is tracking it. And like that guy is a true believer. Mm-hmm. And he has always been looking for ways to expand, extend the Apple watch fitness experience so he's he's living his dream right now yeah i can't remember it's jay something i can't remember yeah he is he that guy is wound up like he's just he's he's like a huge bundle of energy yeah so like hyper and so into it yeah i feel i can't remember but i feel like he came from nike um i don't know if you remember his history i can't even i can't even remember his last name right now i know you're searching for i can it, so see good. him i can see I him can. I, I can see his, his crazy blonde, blonde his blonde and... yeah his super blonde hair um but you know he's he's always been there from day one and i also know i don't know if you had a chance because i remember they had taken some press on that extensive kind of testing facilities that they have 
that they mm-hmm. they measure like employees can go in and they use them to measure you know the yeah I've, that I've seen it I've yeah. seen that the what they've got at Apple Park mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's crazy mm-hmm. it's so, really crazy. Okay, well, you try and find his name because I literally tried and typing like yeah. Apple Watch J and I can't I find it. I can't yeah, find it's it. like it's yeah, it is like J something, and <laughs> it's really bothering. Oh, here he is, J Bl- Bl- Blanick. Blanick. Okay, J Blanick. He's the we, fit. He's Apple Fitness head, uh, and he's yeah. J, if he's you're listening, just, we wanted to give you your due. <laughs> yeah, because we we love him. He's a great. He is. He's he's a great guy, and he's he's interesting and funny and really the thing i appreciate in people who work in really any industry is when they have an actual passion mm-hmm, for what mm-hmm, they're doing mm-hmm. and this guy jay blanick oh yes he has it in spades <laughs> so let's talk about the actual apple watch which is kind of the vehicle behind this whole apple fitness apple announced their apple watch series six they announced their apple watch se now for me mm-hmm. That Apple Watch SE, you know, it's not the cheapest Apple Watch. It's really kind of in a middle range price, which is okay. Right. But that that is a gen- another, you know, I'm not going to call it genius, but it is a great Apple Tim Cook regime type move where you don't have to invest in new tooling. You give people the features they need, not what, you know, you don't have to give any of the super high end features, but really give you everything you need in an Apple Watch and then price it a little lower and people, this this has got to be, you know, we we know that the Apple Watch market continues to grow. I even did some polls and about 25% of my audience that responded, they said they don't own an Apple Watch, but they're looking to get one before the keynote. And so you're saying like with these hardcore Apple users, 25% still don't even have an Apple Watch. Whether Amazing. you're a hardcore Apple Watch user or not, this Apple Watch C has got to be one of those holiday gift gangbuster things that I feel like it's it's going to do really, really well. Yeah, what is that? Two seventy nine, I think. Two seventy nine. Yeah, it's great price, and obviously, you know, why get the one ninety nine Apple Watch Series three, which you know the the features that the screen is, is is smaller. You know, it's like you're right away that makes a massive difference, and uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a very hot seller because here's the thing about the Apple Watch Series six. I mean, ultimately. The main new marquee feature is that blood oxygen sensor. And how important is that to you? Exactly. And it's a very small percentage of people other than, you know, someone who might be upgrading and just wants the newest one. But I looked at, it's kind of funny. Apple put a comparison on their website um, and it's just like, I have it pulled up here and it just says, which Apple watch is right for you. And when you, Mm -hmm. when you look at it, just go to the Apple watch section. They compare the series six, the Apple watch SE and the Apple watch series three. Now, the Apple Watch SE, if you look at all the features that it has, it's basically an Apple Watch Series Four with the compass. Um, you know, it doesn't have it doesn't have ECG as well. But look, you know, I know right. ECG is helpful, but I I don't know about you, and my health is different than someone else's. So I'm not going to say, oh, this is totally worthless. That's not what I'm trying to say. But I think I've used the ECG reader maybe three times since I got the Apple Watch Series yeah, Four. Yeah, no, I I maybe yeah, three. I Once don't a, use it. I mean, I'm. Obviously, you know, I mean, if you're somebody who has like some sort of heart condition, it's, it can be really important. And I know Apple talks a lot about, you know, saving lives and that's great. But I agree with you that, you know, that those features are nice to have. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's kind of a good rule of thumb when you're buying technology products to always think about the features you will use regularly. 
because those are on your must-have list. And then you look at the products and see which of the products here has the must-have features. And I can't imagine that people are saying EKG is a must-have. It's more like a cool-to-have feature mm -hmm. and great in a pinch, but not critical. Even even not critical, look, I had a Series 4. I'm the type of guy who's more than willing and open to do upgrades, but even the always-on retina display from a Series 4 to a Series 5, it it didn't make a difference in my daily use. It really didn't. Yeah, it's it's nice. Yeah. It's nice. I think for me, um, maybe we talked about this once before, but you know, I actually have collected the classic old-school analog watches. I have drawers full mm -hmm, of them. Mm -hmm. um, I used to wear a different watch like every day. <laughs> and... Uh, so obviously those watches are on all the time. That's because they're they're analog. And uh, so doing that, having the always on screen was a little bit of a nod to uh, the classic watches of the past. And I appreciated that. Not a must have, but I think it resonated more with someone like me who's been wearing watches. Because, you know, there was a period of time where a lot of people said they stopped wearing watches completely because they had a smartphone. Had the time. Why do they need a watch? Yeah, you're right. Apple watch in particular i think brought back watches for the general public because they're obviously so much more yeah, well you're you're especially right that i mean i remember reading it must have been a few months ago apple watches outsold all swiss watches sold um i believe it was last year so whatever 2019 yeah so just apple watches themselves outsold all swiss watch manufacturers and to your point of it being kind of the the new watch for this generation is absolutely true. So Apple Watch is like the the Tesla of the motor, the the, the car world. You know, it's mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> everybody's buying Teslas, and people are not buying regular sedans so much. And people, you know, are not buying regular watches, but they'll get an Apple Watch because you know they want to do more. And uh, you know, and Apple's obliging by making sure these devices do more. Um, by the way, I'm wearing one right now. I'm wearing the. The Apple why, Watch why do you got to make me jealous, jealous like that? They, Sorry. they haven't even technically released Lance Yulnoff, tech expert. I am wearing it. I'm wearing it right now. I posted, <laughs> uh, I posted uh, a first look, but I got it. You know, did you pay attention to the the new bands, the solo? The yeah, solo. I have, I have I have some thoughts, but because you have it, I'd like to hear your thoughts. First of all, this is the band that Apple Watches should have launched with mm. years ago. It is the best Apple Watch band I've ever had. Mm. Okay, wait, hold on. Is this the knitted one or the rubber one that you're talking about right now? Or you have both? Because... I am. I have them both, <laughs> but I'm wearing. I'm wearing the rubber one. I've okay. worn both of them. They're both wonderful. I think that the the liquid silicone one is a little bit more comfortable. Mm. But so there's nine different sizes. I'm wearing size six. It's so at first when I put it on, I'm like, oh, that's going to be too small, and I'm like. I you know, worked it over my hand because it was pretty tight and then slipped onto my wrist. And then it was literally perfect. It was like a <laughs> marriage. I am. This is the best watch band I have ever worn. And I and I ever, wish wait, hold on, hold on, Apple hold on, hold on, Lance, Lance, the collector of watches, the clock man wrist. OK, you're saying ever like all time ever. Is that what I'm all hearing? time? All time. Wow. And so it's. It's perfect. I forget about it. I slept in it last night <laughs> and and it's just it's so comfortable and it's such a perfect fit for my wrist, but it also, you know, I, there are watch bands that you can get and I've had this type, you know, can it get expandable? The Spidel, 
Remember Spidel mm-hmm. watch bands? Mm-hmm. Do you remember mm-hmm. what that is by any chance? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you actually So do. Spidel were the original stretchy watch bands, but they were made out of metal material and they had all these. So the one thing that would happen, even though there was com- they were comfortable, is that <laughs> you would catch like your skin or your hair yes, in them. Yes, Always. This would yes. happen to people all the time. Well, that doesn't happen with this. Um, and I just think it's a shame that they're not – if they shipped – the, the watch with this band that would be amazing maybe the reason they can't is because of the size difference but then they should basically let people you know if you were willing to to order off the site or go to an apple store and get your apple watch and you'd say your size then you get them as the bundle because otherwise what's happening is you get an apple watch it comes with the old school mm-hmm. sport band and then you have to pay another 49 bucks yeah, or I think it's for the, the knit one, it's 99 to get those other bands. So that's not, that's not great. Um, and I think it's a real shame because people are literally going to love these things when they start wearing them. I, I guarantee you that. Okay, you got me hyped now because first of all, I'll tell you right now, I've never heard you actually get excited about anything we've talked about every time you've been on the show until now. Like I heard, <laughs> I heard, I heard Giddy, I heard Giddy Lance talk about this the solo loop that's crazy because like i saw the solo loop and i was like oh that's really cool and actually funny enough i will admit it was the thing i reacted the most to on the live stream i thought it was the coolest thing but you know and it doesn't always have to be look this keynote didn't bring anything major from a hardware standpoint but i was like oh those wristbands look pretty sick and now you're telling me this is the greatest watch band of all time i need to get on this i need to get on this funny if you read my story, you'll see that I actually started by talking about the band. That's how obsessed I am with these things. So uh, it's it was a nice surprise because – and maybe, look, here's the thing. If the Apple Watch Series 6 was a major leap forward, you know, it had all these new things and had a completely new look and feel, yeah. I think that my attention would have been drawn there. But – at a glance, if you looked at the Apple Watch Series 6 on my wrist, you wouldn't know mm. the difference. Nope. You wouldn't – actually, the only way you'd know the difference is that I'm wearing a new band on it. You wouldn't – otherwise, you'd be like, it could be an Apple Watch Series 6. Yeah, it has a new color, uh, but it's the, the, the blue, but from a distance, I can be black. So it – and that's not a bad thing because this is actually a really good design. And sometimes, you know, why just throw out a great design? But, you know, they didn't break the mold here. I mean, it's just a fact. We know they didn't. Man. Okay. So quick thing, you know, that people may not know the solo loop when you order it online, it actually tells you to either use like a household appliance or actually print out a physical piece of paper that you can then cut out, do a little arts and crafts, and then kind of wrap this wrist, um, this measure, like a piece, you know, that has numbers on it to see what your wrist is. I would like to tell you, Lance, I'm also a wrist size six, just to let you know. (laughs) Yeah, I've got, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not a big guy. (laughs) Uh, my hands are a little my hands are a little bit larger um but yeah i tend to be i'm i'm a a a relatively delicate person (laughs) (laughs) um okay the other question i had uh specifically about the bands and i don't know because you got it early i'm i'm assuming obviously you talked apple did they they did they had small and large you know bands for you know some of the other sport loops but with the solo loop do you know how many different size bands they actually have is it like three or four not like no they said nine nine oh, sizes. there's one for every wrist size basically yeah so it's nine wow. sizes uh which is great um and i think that's actually really important that's so this crazy. is you know this can end up and they lucked i don't know how they did it they sent me a six and a seven and uh and they got it right wow so, oh, wow 
you know, that they, they didn't was, ask you to size up beforehand. No, no. And I was just like, I wonder how this is going to work. Uh, but it showed up and yeah. And you know, both the bands are, you know, they're strong and they're, they're, you know, obviously, you know, there's, there's no moving parts. Oh, and by the way, because someone asked this, and it is an important point. Yes, they'll work on previous watches. Yes, correct, correct. The the other thing that I'm was surprising about the Apple Watch, quite honestly, is when it first came out, I threw down the money for the stainless steel link bracelet, which is still my favorite one. But I did mm-hmm. not anticipate how much I'd start over time just wanting different Apple Watch bands. I, I didn't. I thought I'd be like, you know what, I'll be cool with one or two. I think I have like. I mean, that's not too many right now. It could have been more, but I have to control myself. But I have about like (laughs) seven or eight of them. And I'm like, and I love swapping them out. You know, sometimes it's for fitness. Sometimes it's for looking fancy with the steel link. But uh, sometimes it's the, uh, um, what is it? The the gay pride rainbow ones just because they look super cool. I've worn the hell out of the gay pride ones. They're super uh, cool ones. And, uh, it, and actually I've made the mistake sometimes cause I remember I wore one and I was doing yard work and then it got dirty and I couldn't clean it. I was super upset because so it was one of my favorite so bands. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I'm a little obsessed about the bands too. Cause it's really cool when you can match the band to the watch face. Uh, and that's off. Although on this, you know, the Apple watch, uh, watch OS seven. Now I have, uh, my emoji watch face <laughs> and uh so i've got one that looks like me and i didn't uh, even that's set mine up fun. yet that's hilarious that's hilarious oh yeah it's totally fun they they i don't they made it a little bit hard to find but once you find it you're like oh yeah that's it for me that's great that's there's my face on the watch face so that's cool so everyone listening apple watch series 6 starts at 399 for the 40 mm-hmm. millimeter uh apple watch se starts at 279 they both offer uh the GPS and the GPS and cellular models. Uh, for me, as a Series Four guy, you know, I'm gonna I'm absolutely. I have one on order. I'm gonna check out the six. I don't. I just don't see myself really upgrading. Even with the faster processor, I felt like the S5 chip in the Series Four and Five was more than capable of. I never felt like I was lagging. So. Should yeah, you get a little it's more a, juice. Do you feel it at all? Do you feel the speed it, at all? No, I can't. So far, no. And that's a you know on this size screen and where you're not. Here's the thing you're not running apps in the traditional way. So you don't, you know, like when you're running stuff on iPhone and you've got your app open and you're in the experience, you tend to feel like whether or not the phone is running fast, especially if you're doing something like video editing, then you really start to start to feel it. But you can't quite feel You can never feel that in the Apple Watch. It's really no. So the only thing when in the early days of the Apple Watch, I used to actually open apps and I'd be like waiting. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the I, uh, the Apple Watch 5, that pretty much ended, and there's no wait here. And I really don't open apps per se. I'm kind of into you know, my messages, or I've got a notification, or I'm in a workout. You know, I did a, a bike ride, and I brought up the, and that was, or I opened the maps. And one way that you can kind of see the performance of an Apple Watch is with maps, because if you zoom in and zoom out with the the digital the 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 digital crown, you can do that. So that's a little bit of a way, but that's also tied to the speed of the connectivity, which by the way, there's faster comment connectivity. There's the five, uh, five gigahertz, I think Wi-Fi oh. and, uh, UWB, I think. So there's more yeah. performance on that side. Uh, and it does, I mean, right now the connectivity, one thing, one experience I had, um, just yesterday, was on a phone call. Now it was not using cellular, but if you're doing a phone call, you're using your Wi-Fi, and you know it's you know the processor, and obviously my mother called me, and 
I couldn't get it on my phone because it was like I just my phone was in a different spot. So mm-hmm. I, I against my own, uh, <laughs> you know, I get my usual intention. I opened it on the watch, and then we talked for like forty five minutes. And I, then something happened. I lost the connection on the phone after forty five minutes. And I said to her and picked it up on the phone. I said, "Oh, I'm sorry. It was on the watch." She goes, "You were talking to me on the watch?" Yeah. I go, "Yeah," because I had no idea. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's great, you know, because I couldn't, you know, she sounded great. We had a great connection. Um, and uh, so that's, you know, if that's something. But again, it's not a huge difference on performance that I could really see. And, you know, that transition of them now really unlocking specific features in apps to build complications to really kind mm-hmm. of almost make your watch face an app now is really where it's going, right? Because to, to your point, I never, I rarely jump into a specific app just to launch it to use it on an apple watch and so now that they've really even when they talked about like one of the uh the surfing watch faces is basically taking like four different aspects of the app and making them complications that's that's where you that's where i see right the watch face is now kind of like the app yeah and not, not going yeah, into i think the app. that's a well it's 100 percent correct and if you look at the you know because now we have the um always on uh uh, not accelerometer, but um, where you can see your elevation. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right? And you can have that live on a number of different watch faces. And so, you know, you don't have to be inside the app, an app to see your elevation. You can be doing something completely different and just look down at your watch and there's the number of how many feet or hundreds of feet you are um, up or down below sea level. Uh, so, yeah, it's. I think that there's a recognition that, you know, so much of, the time with an Apple watch is going to be spent with just the watch face. So how powerful can that be? How useful that can that be? And of course you can edit all of these faces, which is really important because, you know, then you get the utility that you actually need. I'm totally going to do that. All right. So, um, you know, although not the biggest changes, look, I, I still don't think I'm, I honestly, I'll be real with you. If I upgrade to an Apple watch series six, it's because I wanted to get the red one. I, 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 I really I really feel like that's why I would do it but I'll see I'll see I mean I I didn't upgrade last year I wanted more but I'm not gonna lie and tell people I'm not gonna upgrade but I, I think most people don't need to upgrade if you have a four or five quite honestly yeah and also don't forget you're you're switching up to watch os 7 so you're kind of getting an upgrade uh you're, you're gonna yeah. get sleep tracking and I did use that by the way and it's pretty cool I think you're getting hand washing. Uh, which is is cool. Uh, So, you know, there's stuff that you're getting or have already. And again, it's just, there aren't, there aren't huge differences that I think would make people go, I have to get the Apple watch series six. It's not like, for example, uh, portrait mode shooting, photo shooting on an iPhone. There were a lot of people who said, you know what? I really, I really need that because that transforms your photos. I really want, I'm going to get the upgrade for that. Totally. Yeah. Uh, only bummer really is we still, and I get it. It's a small device, still no any significant improvements in battery life. It's not like I was expecting something earth shattering, but you know, it's, it's pretty much the same from, from all indications. Okay. Let's yeah, it's, it's the same. It's the same. And also, but what's really important there is that they change some things like a brighter always on screen without losing battery life. True. Very true. Okay. Um, we'll wrap things up with a little talk about the iPads. Now, iPad 8 generation gets the boost with the A12 Bionic pencil support, 
thanks. You know, it's yeah, just basically blah, blah. Tell, yeah, whatever. Yeah. iPad Air. <laughs> yeah, good. You and I are on the same page there. iPad Air 4 was the interesting one because it is the first uh, piece of hardware that Apple put an all-new A14 chip in there. Um, may, they, they went and Big that's surprise. right. Right, it was. Big I, I was surprised to me. That's surprise. That is the kind of thing. That's how. That's just how different 2020 is, because <laughs> that is when they do their premier chip, the cutting edge technology. It's always introduced first in the iPhone. Yeah. There'll be variations, you know. They'll yeah. do, you know, the X or something on on the the iPad Pro later. Great point. But first generation, you know, it's always introduced on the iPhone, and here we are, and iPad Air gets it, <laughs> and you're like, what just happened? But you know, they they, they just had no choice. I mean, yeah. they're just things are out of order. They they had to do it this way. I think that it'll make the Apple launch a little bit different mm. unless I said, as I said in my story, unless they surprise us with some like variant or an A15, which they're not going to do. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, it was weird. It was, it was, it was really surprising, but just looking at this new iPad air, I mean, it's a, it's a truly redesigned device. It's based on the design language of the pros and that's exciting because, you know, I think that tells you the direction they're going um, on the full iPad line. And we'll see more like this coming down the line. And I'm, I'm actually really interested in getting my hands on one of these and taking a look at it. And, of course, just for the performance. These are, these are workhorses, man. These are, you know, there's no messing around with an iPad anymore. You know, you, you expect to get stuff done. And it makes sense because what are we doing right now? We're working at home. We're remote learning. And these devices are, are critical. Well, you and I talked about in the past. They, they, this is what's crazy about the Apple chips, specifically for the iPads. They, they have so much headroom to go. They have never really yeah. fully optimized the A12, even. And we saw when Apple showed us and made the announcement that they were transitioning over to Apple Silicon chips. They were using an A12Z, I believe, at least. And when they were testing, they're like, "Oh yeah, we're showing you three streams of uncompressed 4K video that can be perfectly edited in Final Cut Pro." We now. And you're like, what? This is, we yeah. knew that there was a lot of overhead, but that's just with the current chip. And so when I saw this 814, I'm like, okay, okay. You know, iPad Pro, one of my favorite products from Apple. All right, we're going to get a new chip in the iPad Pro. And then it didn't happen. I'm like, okay, Apple kind of deliberately did a few things here. They showed a lot of the performance gains compared to the previous iPad Air, which makes sense. You know, I don't know this. No one's benchmarked it yet because people haven't gotten their hands on it yet. There hasn't been any benchmarks leaked, but how much more powerful is this than an A12Z? Is it that much more powerful? It, well, you know, or is um, it similar? It's, do, do it's you know? actually <laughs> raw power wise. This is really interesting. Now I want to d- double check this, but I actually do have some information about Thank this. You. I love so this. yeah, one second. I want to just find, I have a, a note that um, I, Cannot, you know, I can just say this is a fact, uh, but let's see. A, because this question came up, uh, and basically the A12Z still at this moment, because it has eight cores, Mm -hmm. ultimately still delivers more performance. So there's a weird... It's a very strange thing. Like the Z becomes this really important mm-hmm. letter suddenly. True, true, true. Uh, and also means that who, you know, we can't wait for an A14 Bionic Z, you know, like, uh, or <laughs> A14, you know, it's like, it, it's it, it's really interesting. So the mat- the number of cores here is is really crucial. And I don't know how exactly, 
Apple's going to have to kind of navigate mm. their way through this for us, like how we're going to be able to differentiate with the proper names and stuff. And, you know, you know that the Pro will get some variant that will be more powerful ultimately yeah, when yeah, that, that happens, sense. maybe in the spring uh, of 2021. Uh, but it is interesting. So that that is a fact that the A12Z still delivers more performance. Thank you. You know what? I, I, had, I hadn't had time to A, look that up. I just immediately... Because I'm an iPad Pro lover, I'm like, wait, is it is it faster than my Pro? Right? You have this like uh, inferiority yeah. complex that sinks in right when a new product gets. Well, people might get a little upset about that yeah. because they paid good money for that Pro and they expect it to still be. You know, a, a lower end product comes out and it suddenly <laughs> blows it away. So that would be, I think, that would be pretty upsetting for people. Yeah. Um. The iPad Air Four comes in silver, space gray, rose gold, green, and sky blue. Uh. Green. green. I like. That's what I like too. I love the green color too. It's like a. It's yeah. like kind of matcha. Like I don't know. Like yeah, light pastel like green. Um. The typically iPad Airs have started retailing at four ninety nine. Now this model is going to be five ninety nine. I actually think hmm. it, that that makes sense with all the tech, the completely new revamp design yeah. that they're bringing to it. It it doesn't seem like it's a grab or anything like that when I saw it. Well, not when they have, I mean, again, they're, they're, they've got a lot of options here. They're tiering the, the line. So you can choose something that you can afford and that fits your needs. And so people who are not looking to spend that much are going to look at the eighth gen, uh, iPad, which supports all the others, you know, sports keyboards and the pen. And so you're not giving anything up except performance and screen size and, and a few other things that maybe you don't need. But if you're willing to spend a hundred bucks more, uh, you know, or some, something like that, and you, you get this, this, this more, much more powerful machine uh, with the, the new touch, I, that new touch ID button. Oh yeah. We forgot about uh, this, which by the way, so I, one guess I have about that is yeah. that technology sounds like it would fit really well in the small iPhone 12 that we keep hearing about. The one that looks a little bit more like an iPhone 5S, you know, and that it has the, the flat edges. Uh, it would be perfect You, you know, know it, that it, they could do something like that. Lance, to me, it would be perfect in every phone because then we don't have to have a notch on the phone. <laughs> that's, that's what I want. I mean, I know. I, I, I know. Can't... Well, look, <laughs> I am a huge fan of Face ID because it's so – simple but i get you know i get people being kind of tired of the notch and you know it's really looking kind of weird and retro when you look at every other competitor it's basically (laughs) like i'll just put one circle hole in there and they won't even notice you know maybe two and they won't notice uh but no you know nobody's really doing this big ass notch anymore so i don't know (laughs) well here's the thing i'll be real with you i don't it's kind of interesting how so far Look, the ideal perfect tech that would be the best would be if you could get a touchscreen fingerprint sensor in the display that could respond yes. as quickly as the fastest face ID or sorry, the fastest touch ID did back in the day. Right. That's that's the ideal. Some, right? Yeah. And and what I've seen is some companies that do that super well and some have stumbled mm-hmm. at least on the first try. Mm-hmm. And it's super frustrating when it doesn't work really totally. well. Um, but a- that wouldn't be Apple. If Apple does it, it's going to be smooth it's going to be great it's going to be fast uh but i think you know it'll just be interesting to see what choices they make on the 12 i still believe that we're getting these iphone 12s before um you know like probably next month that's my guess uh and we'll hopefully see one or two new looks and and ideas that we haven't seen before yeah the the other thing that's then i think about that touch id button is here's here's the thing right and i i talked about okay yeah there's the ideal that's in the glass screen that works super fast 
like with face ID, it doesn't matter how you hold your phone. You can pick it up at least for the yep. most part. It, it it sees your face. With touch ID, you have to pick it up and position your finger on the power on the power switch yes. very specifically in order to unlock it. That and there's a little convenience there that makes a difference and when I just picked up my phone, I'm like, wait, I gotta actually hold it in the right location to set off the unlock. That that also makes a difference too. So there is no perfect thing yet, quite honestly. No, and it, you know, I use a um, a Surface Pro computer. Oh yeah, the Windows Hello. Yeah, and I I love yes. Windows Hello. I am so used to just so sitting down on my computer, going "Hello, Lance," because it's seen me. Like I don't even think about it. So that's the convenience I want. Ultimately, that's what I trust. It is very secure, super hard to fool unless I can actually find a twin. I don't have one. <laughs> uh, you know, the picture's not going to do it. Uh, but I've also, again, I've seen people do that poorly or do it as a secondary and then accept that it's not as secure. Samsung has done that, um, and I've actually fooled it with photos, and that's not good. Yeah, that that is that not a good thing. Uh, so, you know, really to wrap this all up, I think for me, this was this is kind of like the appetizer to Apple season, this keynote. And they were able to quite honestly make a very snazzy event out of, if you look at the product line, just some nice iterations, really. Yeah, yeah, this was, this was, uh, this was not mind blowing, blowing. It was a lot, as uh, you know, my friend uh, Ray Wong said, it was a lot, you know, it felt like a lot, it felt uh, fairly intense, but you came away going, uh, like maybe you had some empty calories, it wasn't the same kind of thing where it's like, Oh, my God, they've rocked the world. Mm -hmm. They've done important updates, they've done expected updates. And they've teed us up for what we hope is going to be a much more momentous event in October. Are you are you excited about AirTags? Because I am. I've been excited about I them am. since I, I heard about them. Even though the wait has been long, I'm I'm really excited about them. Well, here's the thing. I can immediately so put an iTag on your keys, right? Or AirTag on your keys, and then you've lost your keys, and then you've got the 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 you know where you can put on your phone, and not just it's not just that it can connect to them. But it literally points you in the direction of where it is. Mm. You know that's super important, and so you can find anything uh, that's close, or you know, and you can find anything that's far away if it can connect to the cloud. So I think they're important, uh, but they feel um, they feel at this stage they feel mythological, like a unicorn, <laughs> and. Uh, I feel similarly about the charging pad, which has like risen from the dead. People think it's coming back. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so I, I don't put a lot of stock in it at this point. I'm going to wait and see. I had this, this, this idea that maybe they would do this now. But if they didn't throw this in with this event where it seems like it might have fit, I don't know if they'll do it or if maybe we'll really just get a, 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 what basically looks to me like an iPhone and maybe Mac sort of or macbook event next month i mean i they there's been rumblings that they may do an uh the apple silicon event sometime in november and then we'll see that i i hope we see air tags and iphone together i think that would that would that would rock our worlds be for, cool that'd be a really cool one so um we'll wait we'll wait and see i mean the the gadget season is far from over from apple and now i feel like you know it's going to be constant for the next pretty much month and a half or two and that's also kind of fun too, unless you have to make videos every day. Uh, I'm just kidding. I love it. <laughs> unless you have to make a unless you have to make a video in 24 hours, <laughs> dude. Seriously, seriously. <laughs> but hey, uh, Lance, I want to say thanks so much for coming out again. Can you let people uh, know? I know you're a regular guest here. Just how they can find and follow all your work and commentary and things like that. 
Sure. Um, obviously, I'm on Twitter, Lance Yolanoff. I'm on Medium, uh, Lance Yolanoff. Uh, I'm also uh, I have a YouTube channel. Look up my name. It's right there. Uh, you can find that. Uh, and uh, those are the main places. Uh, the, and of course, then sometimes I'll pop up on your TV. Yes, sir. And the, you know what? Thanks again for all your time. I always appreciate it. We always have some great talks. And you know, it's kind of our way to hang out too, quite honestly. <laughs> Yeah, no, this is great. It's always uh, fantastic to talk to you, and uh, I really appreciate uh, you uh, spending all this time with me. Hey, I I do the same, man. So uh, we will talk to you soon, Lance. The season is far from over, and obviously I'm pretty sure we're going to have you on again since we have ever since you came on the show. So (laughs) (laughs) We'll, we'll have you back soon, bro, okay? Sounds good. All right, thanks. So there you go. Lance and I just really breaking down so many aspects of Everything that was announced, really, I still can't say enough about how iOS 14 has made such a huge difference for AirPods Pro and AirPods, and I already love what it does on the phone, but that might be the biggest thing that it's really done to change and evolve those devices and give you not even just a little baby ecosystem hook, a huge, huge one that's important. All right, I tell you all to call in the show to be a part of it. You know what to do. All you got to do is record a voice memo. AppleBitsShow at gmail.com is where you send it from, so you can send it from your phone, whether you're on iOS or Android, whether you're on a Windows machine, a Mac, whatever you want, record it, send it to us. So what we're going to do now is let's just jump into some of your calls. Hey, Brian, it's Kyle from Chi-Town. Just wanted to shout out him. Starting to wonder if the air tags are going to be the latest air power, which never make it to fruition. Just wondering. See ya. Okay, the air tags are happening now. Do I really, 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 really know this? No, but these this is not going to be an air power situation at all. Um, these things are pretty much ready to go, and they're going to only grow Apple's platform even more so. Don't worry, even though it didn't show up at the keynote, and I know a lot of people were hoping for them. I, I didn't honestly think they were going to be at this one. Uh, AirTags, they're still coming, okay, Kyle? We got you. All right, next up, Najem. Hey, Brian Tong. This is Najem calling from Kansas City. My thoughts on the new Apple event. I'll say that the $320 iPad is pretty cool, I think. I feel like that's the best bang for your buck iPad, and honestly, I feel like that's the one that everyone should get. The next step up is a $600 iPad. That one's beautiful. I love that they brought the design down to a slightly lower price point, but still way too much. $300, excuse me, $600 iPad plus the $300 Magic Keyboard plus the $120 Apple Pencil, you're looking at over $1,000. No, that price is way too high for the product and its accessories. So I'd stay away from that. But the coolest thing about that iPad, I think, is that Touch ID is still being supported by Apple. Touch ID and the power uh, button, that's never been done before by Apple. It's been done in some Android phones, but I honestly feel like that should come to iPhone. I really don't see why not. I feel like Apple wouldn't do it because if from their perspective, it would be like taking a step back and they don't want to give that perception onto the customers. But honestly, uh, the Face ID is a step back from Touch ID. So there's that. And Apple One, I feel like, is kind of not worth it. Even if I pay $10 a month just for Apple Music, I feel like the extra 5 to make it $15 a month 
still isn't worth all those services. I like all of them. Like, who really uses Apple TV and iCloud and this and that? Like, it's terrible. Like, Apple Music, I feel, is the only one of any actual value. Go use Dropbox for free unlimited storage or Google Photos. Get out of iCloud. It's a waste. And Apple Arcade is made for people who play a lot of casual games. That's a weird niche. It's hardcore casual gamers. It's such a weird thing. Try it for a month, then you'll never want to play it again. Just my thoughts. Thanks for everything you do. Take care, Brian. Okay, Najem, you, you threw a lot of stuff out there. I'm going to say this. Um, when we start off with the iPad Air 4, I think if you look at all the tech inside of it versus what the 499 iPad Air was, I think it's actually totally worth it. Um, the new processor, it doesn't have to be as fast as an A12Z, but it can be almost as fast. And then you have the new design. You have the new Touch ID and the power button. Um, it does everything else. If you add up all the costs, no matter what, at any iPad at any level, if you buy a pencil, if you buy a, a keyboard, you're going to just throw those costs on there. You can also, you know, you could think say that about any iPad, really. So I think it's actually worth it, depending on, now it may not be worth it for you, but I think actually from a breakdown, it's worth it. Um, when you talk about the services, it also, this is a perspective thing. For a single individual, it's a lot harder to say it's worth it, but for families, Specifically, the Premier package that is, I believe it's twenty four ninety five. I think it is. If I'm wrong, or if it's twenty nine ninety nine ninety five. But for a family package, I think that's actually worth it. Um, when you can spread that along four people, five people. But as an individual myself, I don't use Apple Music, even though I know a lot of people that do and they enjoy it. I think if I used Apple Music and I had other people in my household, um, I would I would consider it for sure. Consider it, but I'm not poo pooing it and just saying. Nah, it ain't for me. So, you know, it just comes down to perspective. But appreciate your thoughts, and thanks for calling in. All right, next up, we've got Bo. Hey, Brian. iOS 14 surprised me today. I had no clue it was coming. <laughs> um, playing with it for a little while. My most liked feature is spatial audio. Uh, well, I guess that would probably tie with the phone calls not interrupting everything you're doing. That's pretty awesome. Um, on the downside, Apple totally appled the widgets because I have one Apple widget I use and the other seven or eight are all not Apple. So not having those as widgets I can move around my screen is really a bummer. Hope they bring that soon. Thank you. Have a good one. All right, Bo, got some good thoughts in there. I'm going to keep on getting through the calls because, you know, you laid out things that you like and you don't. I, I don't disagree with that because I think with these, with iOS, it's going to be very personal what you're into and what you're not into. So next up, we got Bruce. Hey, Brian, uh, really love the show. Just wanted to share a few thoughts about iOS 14. Uh, for me so far, it's uh, some good and some bad. I think a lot of the little features they did with pinning uh text to the top of the messages and uh, some of the pinch and zoom with the photos. I think all those are really good. Um, the two things that kind of stuck out at me, um, the app library has all apps in it. And I guess I was expecting it to only have the apps that you remove from your home screen. So it seems more cluttered than what I thought it would be. And uh, the other thing for me, maybe you can clear this up, is that um, I love that you can add captions to photos. And I guess in macOS, they're going to rename the description field to captions. But if title is still what displays under the photos, it seems kind of crazy. I would think that if you add a, if you add a caption in iOS, then that's what should display 
under the photo in Mac OS. But maybe I'm missing something. Hopefully they'll get that right. But um, anyway, it's uh, some good, some bad, but um, I think they'll keep improving. And again, really loving the show. Thank you. All right. Thanks again for that call as well. Let's go to our next one. Oh, Camada. Oh, hey, Brian. It's your boy Camada here. Oh, Camada, our, our home and native land. land. Uh, okay, Brian. I uh, just wanted to call you in with uh, basically my reactions and a question for you about the uh, Apple Watch and iPad event. And basically, generally, I would agree mostly with your thoughts that you did on the Patreon video. Uh, I mostly agree the Apple Watch Series 6 blood oxygen sensor is... It's nice, but again, it's not compelling enough that you're going to want to upgrade. And always, if you're a Series 4 user, well, basically the SE is just a rejigged version of that. So it's great for people who want to get into the ecosystem. But, um, you know, mainly this event really kind of focused on more of the services uh, which are intriguing for sure, based on the prices and the iPad. And this gets to my question, Brian. I have an iPad uh, Mini Four uh, refurbished that is still working to this day. Like I'm still honestly shocked it's still working to this day. Um, but of course, it's pretty limited right now in terms of what it can do. And I mostly just game on it and stuff. Like it's just kind of there for me to you know, not really do stuff. I do want to get more productive, you know, one way or another. And the iPad Air just really looked interesting and compelling as like a worthy upgrade to kind of like work on stuff that, you know, is not on my desk. So just wondering your thoughts, like who is really like the Air for? Is it kind of for more productivity or is it kind of for, you know, still a more moderate general consumer that doesn't want to spend like a thousand dollars on an iPad. Just wanted to get your thoughts, Brian. Okay, looking forward to hearing from you. Bye. All right, Camada. Look, I think you kind of, in a way, answered your own question. For me, the iPad Air is a little bit of both. It it's a bigger screen, so you're going to get a lot more mileage just from that screen being bigger. You're going to use it differently to probably you'll enjoy watching more content just purely because it's a bigger screen. You have the A14. Okay, we talked about it not being technically, or we don't officially know, but pretty much presume that it's not as fast as the A12Z purely because of the cores, but it's still screaming fast. We still haven't hit the peak of what the A12Z is possible on those iPad Pros. You're going to be able to do more things on it, even just when you talk about photography work, video editing, purely because of its size. So it is more productivity. It is also a little more casual. It's right in the sweet spot. And if you really want to kind of, you know, upgrade it out with the pencil and the keyboard, you can. So it does, it kind of, it sounds so bad that I would say this. It's it's whatever you want it to be. I think that's a model that really doesn't have any limita- limitations for the most part for, I would say, 95% of users. The only reason in my mind you, right now, you would really need to go for an iPad Pro is if for some reason those cameras, the LiDAR sensor is really important to you, which is maybe 1% of people right now. And then the bigger screen, which is the 12.9. So I think it really kind of fits, really does fit in the middle. And it has that modern design. So I actually like it. I really do. I think the value is worth it. So that's where I'm at with the iPad Air. All right. Last call coming to us from Chris. Hey, Brian, Chris in the Bay Area here. Appreciate all that you do. Wanted to give my thoughts on a couple things and some cool new tricks I actually found that I don't know if you know about because I've never heard you mention it. So first things first, overall, I was pretty happy with the event. It wasn't anything that blew me out of the water. 
But I think for those that are looking to update the Apple Watch or get one for the first time, now might be a great time to do it, particularly due to the price points. I'm also happy that they're putting out the updates so quick, particularly iPadOS and iOS 14. Normally it takes a little while, or we have to wait until the new iPhones come out to get it. But some side notes, I recently found a way to listen to Apple Music on the web, not just in the application that I use on my work computer. And the same goes for Apple TV Plus and the TV service as well, which I actually started to enjoy. So love what you're doing. Let me know what you think about those tips if you haven't heard about them yet. Peace. All right, Chris. Um, I definitely knew about the Apple TV Plus one just because I remember them launching and kind of touting that. Um, I I forgot that the, you could access your Apple Music on there. And also, I don't use Apple Music, so it didn't come to mind. But I'm glad you let people know about that. Just kind of a fun little quick tip, especially, um, I guess, once people return to work remotely, uh, not remotely, but go back to offices and places, like you can kind of hang out and check out content that way. It's, it's kind of snazzy like that. All right. Big thanks again to all of you for listening and supporting all of my content. You got to get a shout out to our Patreon supporters at the Platinum. Apple level, $100 level, Brandon Ledford, Gil Cabrera, Wesley Frader, Jarrett Lewis, and Eric Cohen. Thank you so much. Thanks for all of your support. And I also encourage you all to five-star review this on the podcast app or whatever platform you're on. Put in a comment and a review. Helps bump us up in the algorithm. And again, thank you for your support. Patreon.com slash Brian Tong. All right, that's going to do it for this week. Come back. We're going to be back next week as usual. Same bat time, same bat channels. The Apple Bits XL, baby. We'll talk to you soon. Take care and be safe now. Peace.